Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Christine Sostar McClellan. Yeah, you got it. Sostar McClellan. Perfect. Perfect. Who is a full, uh, along with your your partner, Allison, who is a full spectrum doula, you are the co-founder of One Tough Mother. Basically, from what I've from what I've gathered is after giving birth to your first child, there was a lot of struggle postpartum mentally, emotionally, and then it wasn't until after your second child, things were night and day, it was better that you guys are now on a mission though, to give that second time experience to everyone every single time. I can definitely relate to having the first child and having a lot of struggles. I went through that, which we could get into when we talk about One Tough Mother. But before that, why don't you tell my audience a little bit more about who you are, family life, children, career, how that has impacted you as a mother and your motherhood journey. Great. Okay. Whoa, that's a lot. I'm going to try to unpack that. (laughs) So I live in Vancouver, Canada with my family. I have a daughter who's four. Her name's Rowan and a son who's two, Finn, which means that for a little while there, I was doing two under two, which is bonkers. (laughs) Which we can get, Um, you can tell me about that because I just have one. You know what? I think the transition, personally, I found zero to one was much harder than one to two. Because the learning curve for parenting is so steep. It's just, here's a baby, make it work. And then the second time around, you kind of, you understand, you've learned. It's a skill. Parenting is a skill. So it's, it's, I found it very different second time for that reason as well. It's still bonkers. It's it's still bonkers today. They've there. There's always somebody crying (laughs) in our house. There's, it's either them or it's me, but there's always somebody crying. (laughs) And yeah, so I live in Vancouver with my, my two kids, my husband, and we have a, well, I just learned that people are calling them Shepskis, which I love and need to start doing. It's a shepherd husky dog. So yeah. And I started One Tough Mother back, officially started in 2018, but really relaunched the brand as it is today in, of course, <laughs> what year, but 2020. <laughs> you know, telling me a little bit about your postpartum journey. So did you and Allison both kind of share similar postpartum journeys? your co-founder. And that's kind of what led who kind of took the reins in that and was like, okay, we need to do this. So it's kind of, it's sort of a funny long-winded story because Allison is actually a childhood friend. We've been friends since we were, I don't know, 10. And Mm -hmm. um, she had her first child, a daughter when we were about 22. And 
So her, her motherhood journey is so completely different from mine. She had hers younger than she had her son two years later. She had pretty negative birth experiences and then became really just obsessed with birth, like obsessed with that realm. She became a full spectrum doula, childbirth educator. She learned everything. Like she went on a mission to make sure that nobody had negative birth experiences like she did. And so that's really where her passion started. And so then when I, I mean, I got pregnant with my first at 29. So we were worlds apart when we entered motherhood and, you know, she became my doula and she took me on this journey of like complete, like when, when I found out I was pregnant, I, I think I want to, I want to, for the record, say, I told my husband first, but I might've told her and (laughs) right away. I was like, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to get an epidural. Like I'm no fool. Thank you very much. Like I just, you know, and she was like, cool, great, wonderful. I'm here to support you in whatever journey you want to take. But, you know, throughout the pregnancy, we really unpacked that. And, you know, I realized my conviction that that was the way to do it was really out of fear and it wasn't being true to what I had really wanted. And I had always sort of wanted to have a birth in water, but I was so afraid. I was so afraid. Like after I had my daughter, my mom actually said to me, I didn't know you were, if you were going to have kids, cause you've always been so afraid of birth. And I was like, how do you even know that? Like, am I talking about that that much? It's just yeah. our anxieties. Other people can pick up on them. And so, you know, I went from scared and really ignorant. Like I just didn't understand the, anything about my body, the processes, what birth was, what, how it works in our system to, I did end up having a home birth in water with my daughter. And it was completely because I had the guidance of Allison teaching me and then you know, we got to a point where I was like, I understand what I truly want and how to get there because, you know, I'm not making my decisions out of fear anymore. And and this is not to say that home water birth is right for everybody. It really isn't, but it was that thing underlying that I didn't believe I could have that everyone can have. You can, everybody can have the birth they want. It's it's interesting because I didn't know. I always love when guests come on and there are things I don't know, which is why I try not to ask so many questions because I, I like to let it go as organically as possible. I also had a home birth. Oh, and my first child. And I was very fortunate that I, I went the regular route, had an OBGYN and then OBGYN wanted it natural. I didn't want medication that I was always aware of, but I never thought I'd have a home birth, but the connection just wasn't there with my OBGYN. And I watched the documentary, um, the business of being born. And that just changed my life. And my husband's aunt is a midwife. And anyway, went that route. I say all that to say, I started my podcast also because I had heard so many women with trauma birth stories as well. Yeah. In doing my podcast, I had something to say because I wanted to share my story, let women know to feel empowered. But then on my podcast, hearing so many women sharing traumatic birth stories. And I'm like, dude, man, I'm like, we have to have more women coming out and saying you have choices. Like if you want an epidural, like your friend, like Allison said, have the epidural, you have the choice, but be educated in why you're choosing that choice or understand that if you didn't want to, you can still birth your baby without drugs naturally a hundred percent. Well, and, and this is the thing with, when I was going into it with absolute ignorance, what I didn't understand is that our medicalized society might even get in the way of me having that epidural birth that I wanted, right? And so we have a we have a prenatal, it's a full prenatal and postpartum combined program where, I mean, I see a lot of programs that are really catered to like natural birth or this kind of birth. And, and I don't believe that we know best what's right for someone else. If epidural is what you want, or even if you're for whatever reason, having a planned cesarean, all of that is okay. But then you have to understand how to get to that birth and not feel 
panicked when things kind of, you know, sometimes, sometimes the stars align and you get your perfect birth. It happened. I got it. We'll be grateful for an eternity for that, but it's not everyone's story. And you just have to understand how to navigate the system that we're in. Oh, that's a good point. So instead of just focusing on oh, the natural birth, it's like, no, let's help all mothers so that even if their journey is cesarean or whatever it is, but then let's plan you for when you get there and this is what's going to happen. So that yeah. you're not trying to figure out afterwards, like, what the heck, how do I recover from a C-section? What can I do after a C-section or after I have this, what do I do? So at least all the moms, whatever their birth journey is, there's something for them to take away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we don't, we don't get to know exactly how our birth journey is going to unfold until we are in it. And so maybe you really, really wanted to have a medication free birth, but you know, 40 hours later, you're fucking tired. It's time to get some pain relief and there's nothing wrong with that. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You needed it. You wanted it. And it's okay. 30 hours in or however long you're in that you're like, I tried. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And if you want it, you're, you're okay to take it. Yeah. When, when you choose to have the medical system intervene, when you need it, it's a beautiful thing to have. It's just that often the med and we were talking about the business of being born oftentimes the medical system intervenes way too early and without your consent and understanding. And that's where things go awry. That's all to say I had this, you know, this very like wonderful pregnancy journey to a birth experience that was great. And then it was just kind of like record scratch postpartum. (laughs) I had the same issue. I had this perfect quote unquote birth pregnancy. And then postpartum hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, WTF. Like it felt literally like being hit by a car and then handed a baby. What is this? I wasn't ready for, you know, the emotional, the hormonal ups and downs. I really wasn't. I wasn't. The physical shocked me, which now, I mean, in retrospect, sounds kind of naive, but I didn't realize, oh, you're going to be bleeding for, you know, weeks and weeks. And it's, you know, if you've had a vaginal birth, it's going to, you're going to be swollen. It's going to be painful. You're going to, and I didn't know what to do to help myself along. Like, I just remember trying to walk half a block with my daughter in the stroller and I couldn't even do it. And then just crying because I was so disappointed and I felt like, what's wrong with me? And it's like, nothing. This is birth. This is postpartum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't know. We're not prepared to your point. We're not prepared. And even when you do have, like I had my midwife, but they can only say so much and they can only cover so much too, because they're focused on the baby to then say, and even though we had the checkups and all of that, but it's still, until you're in it, you're really not prepared until you're in it. You just, no one can, even if they tell you, yeah, you're bleeding. You're like, all right, yeah, I guess six weeks. It's not bad. And then you're in it. You're like, oh shit. Like they literally meant I'm going to be bleeding and I'm going to be swollen. Like you said, I remember being so scared of thinking, how would I ever have sex again? How would I ever do anything again? Go poo. How are you going to poo? Anything. Like, like, I'm like, I was like, what the hell? Like, how is this going to, like, is it really going to heal? I mean, I had to tell myself, women do this all the time. Women heal. You'll be fine. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. It's shocking. And, and that was really it. Like, I felt it shouldn't be this shocking. Like, I remember calling my mom and being like, I need more pads. Like I didn't stock up on any more pads than I got in the little home birth bag. And I literally didn't have like granny panty underwear. Like I had a bunch of thongs. Like I was like, I'm going to need some fruit of the loom, big undies. 
So I just thought, you know, everybody who gives birth should be given all of this stuff and understand what's coming. And why don't we just put this into a box, one simple box that we can just give to people and they can get prepared and they can get their, you know, mind and everything ready. And then they can do the things that really fast track healing. So is that kind of the one tough mother come from then after you had your first child or was it after the second child that you said, okay, because you said it was a totally different birth after your second child or at least postpartum experience when did the idea come because I I love it because you're absolutely right it's so funny we focus so much even the baby shower and giving for the baby 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 it's like what about the mom because in actuality looking back I didn't really need shit from my baby shower. He was skin to skin most of the time. So we didn't even use clothes. We did cloth diapers. So like most of it, it's like all bullshit. I'm like, the focus should really be on giving to the moms because after the baby is born, I wish I would have asked for like a postpartum doula care fund or a box fund, like those kind meal plans. Those were other things that I feel like moms need. Totally. Yeah. I think that that is something that's really missing for me. I zeroed in on the the physical recovery. I just thought this is such a, like such a gap and it's such a simple thing to fill. So I did start one tough mother by myself initially back in 2018. Like I have never had an entrepreneurial background. It was, and maybe that was a good thing too, not really knowing what it would take to start a business and just kind of going, I really want to put this into the world. So you know what? I'm going to make it. I'm just going to do it. I mean, it was, I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. If you're not embarrassed by your first product, you waited too long. (laughs) (laughs) like it was really basic it was just a little it had I don't even know what I was thinking like it had like I mean it was good it had like stool softeners and all of that stuff but it was it was really utilitarian and then I got pregnant with my my son within a year and then it was just interesting to see that with him I wasn't using any of the stuff that I had in that box originally like the drugstore brands I knew better I knew to you know go for the higher end ingredients I knew why you know not to use for example not to use lanolin nipple creams which a lot of people swear by and and that's fine a lot of IBCLCs won't recommend it and it personally caused a lot of irritation for me Mm -hmm. so you know second time around I was using a lot of different kinds of products or like making my own kind of stuff. And that's when I realized that, you know, this kit as it is, this isn't the box I would give my friend anymore. It's not the box I'd use myself. So that's when I partnered with Allison and she's really, really into all of that stuff, like all of the homemaking and, and stuff. And we created our new, our own product line and things that we could be sure had I'll tell you in our research for developing like the different formulations for our products, it's, it's pretty wild. Like we would read through 80 page ingredient lists that were like certifications of integrity of the, like, you know, of the shea butter. And there was one, one certification page that always stopped me in my tracks. It says this ingredient is certified not to have been treated with sludge, sludge. And you're saying all of that has come out because at some point someone treated something with sludge. I honestly, I don't know where the like origins of that come from. I wonder if it's just like, if that's a term and then there, maybe there's like in places where the water quality is not good or something, but the fact that these ingredients have to be certified that way, it was like, okay, we really want to, we want to make something that we know we can sign our names onto at the end of the day and know it has integrity and know it's the highest, like there's a lot of what's it, like marketing on labels and stuff. And, and people can do the research to dig into like what's true and what's not based on what you kind of, how, how words are used. But for us, sure. it was really important to create something that we would literally use on our own bodies or give to our friends. That's awesome and amazing. So going back though, the mental aspect of it. So you have this idea 
to say, okay, why aren't moms getting just basic items? They are right. Things that again, no one gives, like looking back, it's true. It's so crazy. Like no one gives that to the mom, even all of my friends who have had babies, look how we don't put ourselves first. Not one mom thought, well, I wish I would have had this, right? Because it's like, no, it's always what the baby needs, what the baby needs, what the baby needs. So you come up with this idea. Fantastic. But tell me a little bit, speak on the postpartum and how you came from, because you had your your son, right? You have a daughter and a son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you had them so close back to back. How was that like? Because I will just interject quickly. I only have one child and my son will be four. And it's just now, maybe within the last year that I feel like I've completely, the separation anxiety has kind of left me. Like I had really bad separation anxiety with him. Just a lot of that anxiety has gone but a lot of talking through myself, a lot of faith, a lot of talking with my husband. So how did you manage to do that? Because I feel like it doesn't just go away. So how did that come from the first child to the second child? Because they were so close. Well, I mean, part of it is that it it is honestly a whirlwind. I was not ready to be pregnant again. I think most people don't plan an age gap that small. (laughs) So it was a, a beautiful surprise, but a surprise. So I had to, I spent a lot of that pregnancy coming to terms with the fact that I was going to do it all over again so quickly. And I wasn't quite ready. And I was actually really scared because I remembered what it was like being postpartum that first time. And I, and I had, it was a hard first year with my daughter. It was really, really started with that first you know, those first days and weeks, but it, it never just became easy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I struggled a lot in that first year. So I spent that pregnancy being quite scared to redo it and, and not, mm. and sort of dreading it, like expecting the worst. Yeah. And then it was funny because it, he was born. I had a slightly more challenging labor with him, but still a positive, very positive experience. At home? Also at home? Yeah, at home. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I said this, but with my daughter, my birth with her was painless. It was wild. They were like, it's time to push. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. And they were like, look down. And she was out. And I was like, what? I didn't even feel wow. right. I know that's like not unheard of, especially for the first. Because usually the first can take 18 yeah. to 36 hours in labor and pushing. <laughs> Wow. It was like four hours and, or six hours and it was painless. But with my son, he was actually, he came out sunny side up. He was stuck. It was a little bit longer. It was, there was the sensation of pain for sure, but it was manageable. But you know, then he was born and all of a sudden it was like, even though we had a lot of the same challenges with breastfeeding, but this time around, I knew, you know, we'll get through it. It's completely different. And I did all, you know, I literally used the products that we had for product development at that point, because he was born in 2019. And I like used them. I had the sits bath. I made the padsicles. I used the like, you know, the nipple bomb that isn't going to cause irritation. And it made a, like, it made a world of difference. Like I, I think about when I couldn't walk half a block with Rowan and was, you know, so upset, then fast forward to Finn. And it's like, I wasn't trying to walk half a block. I was filling the tub, using our bath teas, having a sits bath. And I almost feel like I got back to some physical ability sooner because I took better care of myself. Yes. You took better care of yourself. And I think you were just more prepared and maybe it just was meant to be because look, you created this and now you're like, Hey, let me test it on myself. And what better way I feel like than for you to test it on yourself to be like, look, I used it to have a true testimony and say, and I know it works because I, it helped me. (laughs) It's like the physical and the mind shift. Like that's one thing with our, with every gift box, we also include the ultimate postpartum handbook where we sat down with 10 perinatal experts who weigh in on like 
you know, the top thing you need to know about your, you know, pelvic floor health, about breast or chest feeding, about infant sleep, just all of these things so that, of course, you have to experience, there's nothing like the experience of entering parenthood, but you've got this resource that's sort of saying, hey, or this is normal, or you can expect this. That's what every first-time parent should enter with, you know, that's what everyone deserves, but we just, I don't know why we don't share this information. I don't either, but that's why we're here. That's why there's women like you, women like myself of having platforms, creating what you're creating. Let me ask, do you ship to the United States? I think you said you did. I love it. Okay. So tell me what is the mission? What is your exact mission behind One Tough Mother? And where do you see this one, three, five years from now? Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think we kind of talk about it as we want to give people a more beautiful fourth trimester. So we no sugar coating, not pretending that it can ever be easy. Motherhood is, is challenging. There's a learning curve. It's going to be different for every individual, but we want to give people the resources and the items that they need to be prepared and to have a more joyful entry. And so for us, that really has expanded over the last year. So there's the, the products, so like the, the postpartum care kit and bundle, which we often, and I love it. We often see people sending it to their friend, their sister, their cousin, like people are saying, guess what? Here's the knowledge. Like they're sending the knowledge to their friends and prepping them for what's coming next, which is amazing. Love it. I think that there's been a shift in the last few years where we see a lot of people talking about this, this very conversation. Why aren't we, why aren't we prepared for postpartum? And it's a conversation that's sort of happening in the mom community. I want to get to people before they're there. I want to help them not have that experience of being shell-shocked and kind of blindsided by what comes next. And so that's why we've recently expanded and created our prenatal and postpartum program so that we can, you know, help people because we really believe in something that we call the the birth postpartum connection, which is, you know, how supported and respected you feel throughout your pregnancy and how supported and respected you feel at birth. Mm-hmm. That's going to affect your entry into parenthood. Those traumatic birth experiences that are too many, there's too many instances of that. You know, we need to do the work to help reduce that as a starting point because it's, it's enough to become a mom and be processing that without having to process a traumatic birth. That's such a good point. And I, you know, correct, I guess you and I could attest to we very fortunate did not have the traumatic birth. But yes, I can imagine adding on top of a traumatic birth, especially if you did go in one way thinking it was going to be this, and then it doesn't happen. And then you're trying to process motherhood on top of it. Yeah, it's we ask so much of mothers of people who give birth, and we don't give enough. A 100%. And then let's not even get into in the United States, there's no mandated um, maternity leave, you know, so actually, I, we had a mom's night out, I do a mom's night out once a month, and a new mom had come out, she went back to work after two weeks, two weeks. Yes. Wow. And mean- granted, her story was, and she said for her, because she didn't have the PTO, she was like, look, how she had to psych herself into this was like, okay, well, he's a newborn, you're not missing much, because he's in a cocoon, but it didn't even register for me to ask like, no, 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 forget about him being like, yeah, okay. He doesn't, you just gave birth. So you having to go back after two weeks, you haven't rested the way you needed to rest. Cause that's what she was telling herself. Like, okay, well, I'm not missing much and I'll save all my PTO so that when he does get older, you know, and I need to really be there, then I can be there. That's but imagine two weeks old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could barely walk at that point. 
And it's just a decision that no one should have to make. I mean, we, we talk about that a lot up here in Canada because we, we know like our hearts just break that moms down in the U S aren't given the same time that we are And our system isn't perfect, but we know that we're grateful for what we have. And it's so unfair what you guys have to go through. Yeah. And that's the thing. So couple that with like not having the proper support for me, my situation, I didn't have proper employer support. I should have asked for more time. I didn't know how to ask for more time. So it is a lot, but I'm actually on your websites now on the on onetoughmother.com and your courses, Reclaiming Birth. I love it. So tell me, why don't we go into, actually, no, you didn't say, where do you see this one, three, five years from now? And then we'll get into the products and the services and everything that you guys offer. We, at our core and at the heart of what we're doing, it is about childbirth and like postpartum perinatal education. We want to really shift mindsets of the people who are entering their birthing times and entering parenthood. And we want to help and make a difference in individual lives. So as much as I'd love to say, Hey, our products are everybody everywhere. Everyone knows who we are. You know, you have big dreams for your business. We have lots of conversations about the fact that Everything we do, even building this online course was built with a lot of intentionality around, we want high touch scalability. We want to still be the company that people go, oh, that's Allison and Christine. And if I'm having trouble figuring out my latch, I can just DM them on Instagram and they're going to, they're going to help me. They're going to answer my question or send me to a resource. So in five years, if people felt like we could be that trusted resource for them and they knew us, not just a big brand, that would be incredible. I love it. Okay. So now go into everything that you guys offer. Cause like I said, I'm on your website. I see the online prenatal and postpartum course. Yeah. Love it. So talk a little bit about all of that. Okay. So on the course side of things, so this is, it's an online self-paced full prenatal course. Like it goes over everything you need to know around, you know, your anatomy, the functions of pregnancy, what the stages of labor are going to look like. And we really want to try to connect the dots for people on that because it's, it's not just knowing you know, what your cervix is or what's happening. The reason why it's important to know that is because then when you're in that setting and you're giving birth and someone saying, you know, you're this dilated or you're that, here's our recommendation. It's really important to understand, well, what does that even mean? What is my body doing? What's happening? Like, do I agree with that recommendation? And and that's really, that's sort of at the crux of what we're teaching. We want to teach people about their right to informed consent. Things should not be happening to you. You should be your midwife, your doctor, anybody who is your primary healthcare provider should be Mm -hmm. explaining to you, you know, here's what we recommend. Here are the risks. If you do it, here are the risks. If you don't, what do you want to do? So we really believe that understanding that is going to help you get the most positive birth experience. And I guess one thing I'll backtrack a little bit, and I know a lot of your audience is probably, they're probably already moms, but they may know people who are maybe heading into their birthing times for the first time, or we often are working with moms who maybe want a better experience, you know, next time around. And so we can really, really help get you there. We have a free webinar called how to have a fear-free and less painful birth. And that's really where we break down sort of, you know, the number one thing that you need to understand for managing pain. And we think it's possible, whether it's cesarean, epidural, all the way to, you know, medication free, you can actually control your experience of pain. And it's not fluffy hocus pocus, like it's science based and evidence based. And it's really quite simple. Like we really think that everybody has so much more power than 
then the world kind of tells us we can take control and have positive birth experiences. And even if it is painful, it's okay. It's manageable. We women have been giving birth since the beginning of time. And I think that's another thing is people, it's pain. It's like, yes, it's supposed to be painful. You're, ha- you're giving birth to a human. And I think understanding that surrendering to that is also the key because we hide so much of like, well, no, no. And your body will be okay. Your body was literally made. Your anatomy was made to do this, which means that your pain level, that threshold, you'll be okay. Oh. You like hit the nail on the head. I mean, fear of pain is natural. That makes sense. But we like to reframe it. Like it's not, it's not pain because you broke your leg and something's wrong. It's a very, very different, nothing is wrong. There's just so much that you can, you can do to alleviate. I mean, that's sort of the the focus of our course is to teach you about your rights and how to stay in control, even in, even in stressful times, even when you're having to make a, you know, a decision because something is changing in your birth plan. So we, we like to teach to that as well as we really focus on what are your comfort measures? How can you reduce that pain and how can you reduce your fear? That's a big one, right? Like, We're all kind of scared of the unknown, but the more, you know, the better it gets. And we really have a lot of frameworks and things that we do to help people eradicate that fear so that they can have a better birth. So that's really what reclaiming birth is about. You know, we like to say that, you know, nobody delivered your baby. Like you, you birthed your baby. It doesn't like vaginal cesarean, you, your body did that. And it's incredible. And then we just, we really, again, like postpartum is obviously where uh, it's a soft spot for us. It's where our hearts lie. So we designed a postpartum course that we usually recommend people take together. And right now we have an offering where you're, the postpartum course is just coming for free with the prenatal course. And it really just dives into breast and chest feeding and what infant sleep looks like and how to best heal and recover and what to expect physically. And, you know, what is your identity after having a baby and how do you set boundaries and when can you have sex and just all of those things because that's it's the next step that we often don't think about when we're preparing for birth a hundred percent we don't and I'm on I see these bundles these bundles and these postpartum care kits look absolutely divine I see this one they're packed with organic and vegan products and I know you touched on it that Allison is more in the holistic and that you tried some of the things and you felt it worked what was Allison's reason, if, if you can speak for a little bit, of why she did start going the more holistic route? I'm sure building a product that is organic, that is vegan, and because you're trying to make it certified, it's going to be a lot tougher, right? It's going to be yeah. more expensive. It's going to be a lot tougher for you instead of just getting your products from overseas. Allison is a... She lives on Vancouver Island in a small town called Ladysmith. And so Allison is just a small town island hippie at heart with scientifically focused mind, you'll find like she is evidence backed (laughs) practitioner. And it's funny because I think the truth is that sometimes the thing that is best for us is the thing that seems kind of, kind of granola or crunchy, but it it isn't. That's her personal passion. And she's always the kind of person who makes, you know, makes everything for herself and for her kids and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. There's more to it than just winging it. There is a lot of evidence behind why you might use certain things and why yes. you would prefer not to. It, it's just so beautiful. I'm like, God, I wish I had this. But if we do have another child, definitely you have the perineal, per, perine, is that his perineal spray, perineal spray, the nipple balm, the bath tea. What is the bath tea? So it's a sits bath tea. So it has all of those like herbs, like calendula and which a lot of women don't even know about. Yes. The reason why we designed it the way we did is because, as you know, when you have a newborn, I mean, you even 
catching five minutes can be hard when you're dealing with a newborn. So we wanted to make something where it was like, fill your tub up with just a tiny bit of water, toss this in, and you're going to get all the goodness of a sitz bath. And then you're not going to have to clean up a bunch of herbs or anything. Like it just is all, it's the no cleanup sitz bath. And to my listeners who don't know, please speak on what the importance of the sitz bath is. So a sitz bath is usually an herbal remedy. It is like the number one thing that most healthcare practitioners are going to recommend to help reduce swelling and pain and discomfort after vaginal birth. Sitz baths are really, really great for hemorrhoids, which are, you know, a common symptom of in pregnancy. So we see a lot of people using our sitz baths for um, when they're still in their prenatal stage for hemorrhoids and Yeah. And same with postpartum and same with the spray. Actually, the spray has a lot of like soothing and healing qualities in that way as well. That's it. They are your, the number one way to help like healing. Yeah, for sure. Hemorrhoids. I remember no clue what that was. And then after my son was born, I suffered from that for maybe like a six months to a year. Like I was still getting them. And I know maybe that's TMI for my listeners, but it is what it is. No TMI after birth. (laughs) And I remember being like, what the hell? And then they just, I never got them again. And I was very fortunate because I remember my mom always talking about that, you know, she's like, oh, ever since, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, yeah, no. And then it happened and I'm like, oh, snap. But I never thought to use it because I use um, the spray and the sitz bath, but that was like right after he was born, I didn't continue, but I never thought to use that. And now maybe telling another mom, if I know like, Hey, still use that. Keep going with that. And I mean, there are, it, it, it is such a prevalent and common symptom. And, and it's something that people like people feel embarrassed about or don't talk about enough. But like I said, there's no TMI after, after you grow and birth a human, like you're a superhero. No, you talk about whatever you want. Yes, (laughs) I know. It's funny. I say the story after my son was born or giving birth, I was in like a whole different mindset, like during birth. And I thought I wanted music and then come to find out, like, I didn't want anyone talking. Like I was in my zone and long story short, it was very dark and they thought I wanted it dark and I didn't, it's just, no one thought to turn on the light. So it's all dark. And they had these flashlights and I'm on my back and it's my doula, my husband, my sister, my two midwives. And they're like, just all up as my legs are right there. And you see the video. And it's so funny. Cause I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, they're just all, but it's like during birth, it's like, it's a free for and they're all my husband wasn't afraid he was all up and I'm like hello guys my sister's got the camera I'm here with the thing and they're like you're giving birth dude they're like nothing's off with like it is what yeah. it is and then after that you know like my jewel is like now a close friend of mine I'm like after you go through something like that your midwives you're like you're in it for life you just saw me yeah. at like my most vulnerable oh, state <laughs> totally and most powerful correct vulnerable and your most powerful my midwives continue to say they're like every birth it's just magical because to see a mother come through and give the, and have birth, they're like, it, it's a high that they're always like, oh. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the lifestyle that my co-founder Allison had for, you know, a decade chasing these births and being present at birth. Just to give you an idea of exactly how obsessed we are with this realm. She's even been a surrogate and wow, is going amazing. to surrogate again soon. Yeah. Really? So that's how into it she is. Oh, that's beautiful <laughs> to give because you have to be really selfless. I feel that responsibility yeah. is yeah. huge. Yeah. No, she's a like a that kind of person. Like she oh. was, the whole background was that her, she was going to be a surrogate for her sister who then got pregnant naturally. And so it was like amazing. He was like, well, I just had this uterus lying around. So I thought I'd help another couple. <laughs> 
you know, because that's just why not. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, my uterus is closed. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's a big deal to even think like, I'm like, do I want to have a second one? I'm like, I don't want my body to go through that whole thing again. Oh, that's nine months of being in it. Ooh. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome to her. Okay. So is there anything else you want to talk about um, One Tough Mother before I get into quick get to knows about Christine? I would encourage, you know, anybody who's listening to kind of think about, you know, are they having these conversations with the first time about to be first time moms in their lives and consider diving a little bit deeper and, and helping, helping our friends out before they get there. I agree. And asking questions. I think that's another thing we don't talk about is questions to your provider, whoever it is. Don't be ashamed to ask all the questions and do your research yourself. There are no stupid questions. There's no stupid questions in life, but especially in birth. A hundred percent. Okay. So what do you do to recharge and refill your cup? You have two kids. You got a, you got a busy, busy, got a lot going on. What do you do? It is. It's either meditation or exercise both Love of it. which I'm mediocre at. What do you do to relax and unwind for the day? I mean, I guess those two things or just, I don't know, maybe, maybe a glass of wine too sometimes. Amen to that. What's your favorite book or one to recommend? Okay. Since we're, since we're having a birth chat, I would say Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Changed, okay. like flipped a switch for me on what birth can be and sort of the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And what about non-birth? a book that you just really enjoyed if you, if you have time to read, cause I know <laughs> I'm trying, I, th- I read a lot of business books, but now I'm like struggling to think, to think of one. What did I just read recently? You know what? I'm going to flip. If you haven't read Jessica Simpson's memoir, do it. Oh, really? Total beach read. She's so vulnerable and really self-aware. I think it'll surprise a lot of people. It'll be a fun read. You know, we don't have with kids have a ton of time to read. If you can find a second, you'll enjoy yourself. Nice. Yeah, I've been reading, trying to read Cheryl Sandberg, Facebook co-creator. Yeah. Um, she did Lean In and I, I just can't get into it. I, I thought it was going to be more of like her story, but it's, I just find it repeating a lot. I'm like, okay, I get it. I know women have to support. So I'm like, what am I missing here? And I'm like, I can't, I need a quick, I need like quick reads that I'm into it. It's giving me everything that I got. Yeah, I agree. I didn't resonate. With oh, you it didn't. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't. I'm like, I was like, I'm 40 pages in and I don't have the drive to continue, but I want to continue because I'm like, am I missing something? Everything. I, okay. I realized something the other day when we were, we were hiring a photographer and she's so incredible and talented. And I'm like, I can't even believe that she, we could have her be our photographer. And we were having our first meeting and, you know, zoom still at that point, it was still a little bit, we're a little bit more relaxed here now in Vancouver, but at the time. And I, I don't know, she was like in sweats and a, and a bun. And she was like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not feeling very well. It's like the first day of my period. And I usually feel kind of off. And I thought this is the business I want. Like, this is what business should look like. You should be able to say it's the first day of my period. I'm a little bit off on that day. And guess what? Did it make her, didn't make her any less talented as a photographer. Right. So. It's just made it more, it's true. That's another thing we need to a thousand percent inspect to be like, look, it's my first, like, let's all be real. We know what happens. We know we get hormonal. We know something changed. There's nothing wrong. We know there's going to be a shift. Let's normalize that and talking to that. So yeah, completely yeah. agree. What's your favorite organizational or mom hack? What kind of gets you through? Favorite organ. Oh my gosh. I'm like the most disorganized. Or it's not even organized. I would, I would, I would say it's my husband. <laughs> For me, it's timers and a calendar. I have a planner. I have a calendar that I'm looking behind my monitors. I have actually two calendars. I have my phone calendar. Like if it's not on a calendar and I don't have it on a timer, it didn't happen. I agree. 
I agree. I think maybe for those with young babies or about to have new babies, have wipes and a diaper and a little bag in your car all the time. All the time. Because when you don't have it, that's when you're going to get the poop blowout. Yeah. And to me, I, like I didn't even carry for me. And I don't know for you, it's crazy because as much as I did have a lot of anxiety of like, oh my God, this or this, I didn't carry like my baby bag a lot, I guess because I breastfed. So I was like, I don't need the milk. Yeah. Um, I would keep diapers and wipes in the car. And then I just put some stuff in my, in my purse. Like I wasn't a big baby bag person. Cause like you said, what's the worst that can happen? You change the diaper, you have the wipes. That's it. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. You're done. What's your favorite word? Curse word, non-curse word, something that you love to say or hear. Ooh, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just saying brevity. <laughs> love it. <laughs> what has motherhood taught you? Holy Nicole. Motherhood has flipped my life upside down and turned my life inside out. I will never forget when I was pregnant and a colleague was like, it was my week of maternity leave before giving birth. And they were like, Hey, let's get together for lunch. And I was like, Oh, I'm I'm just so busy right now prepping for the baby. Why don't we get together once the baby comes and everything gets normal again? I'm sure she laughed all day and all night because it doesn't get normal again. And yeah, I mean, it shakes up your life. It's so hard. It forces you to look at things about yourself that you maybe never would have had to explore or improve or expand. It's just forced me to be better. That's it. Just trying every day. I love it. What has starting a business taught you? What have you learned from now starting your business? Oh gosh. It's funny. A lot of similar parallels, right? And because it it really, it kneels at all the same insecurities and it really feels so important. I think one of the biggest lessons though, that I've come through over the last couple of years is improving my mindset from being very scarcity oriented to much more of an abundance. And just knowing that, you know, as long as we're all doing what we're really passionate about and, and, you know, serving others, like there's room for all of us and we're going to do good work. I love it. I love it. Final thoughts to the podcast world. I don't know if you're, if you're still listening, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I talk a lot. No, you were perfect. Why don't you tell my listeners how they can find you, where you're at? So our products can be purchased at imonetoughmother.com. The prenatal course can be found at reclaimingbirth.ca. So it is .ca for the US listeners. And then, yeah, follow along on Instagram. We are one underscore tough mother and we're just on there being ridiculous. I love it. (laughs) Christine, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you. I can't wait to hear if one of my girlfriends are pregnant. Oh, well, thank Um, you. Thank you so much. But Christine, it's been such a pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and talk soon. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out TheMotherhoodVillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.